0: Welcome back to a new episode of Super Metal Brothers here doing the old interview. I'm Super Metal Brother, Matt. And I'm Super Brother, Dan. Today we got the guys from Hazard Circular, all the way from Melbourne. One from Ballarat, one from Melbourne. Say hello to Jake Rayner and Laurie Macklin. How you doing? All yeah, right. How you doing? Really well, guys. How you guys been? All right? Yeah, good. Good. Yeah, on, so basically today we had a lot of friends and stuff. We've seen what's going on in your walls and stuff and uh, made sure we've kept to date with you guys because uh, a lot of exciting things have been happening, especially through Andrew Hoag website as well. We've heard a lot about you guys. You guys seem to be making a lot of uh, headways at the moment. Hoping
1: that's the case. Yeah. Andrew's spun our stuff a few times before, so shout outs to him for doing what he does.
0: What we want to do is talk about first. It's actually been about three years since you guys debuted your uh, EP, which was called uh, self-titled album, The Hazard Circular. Now, what have you guys been doing for the last three years? Have you guys been doing some new stuff? you guys been just getting away from it and coming up fresh? Uh, what's been happening?
2: Trying to work on new stuff, but it's a pretty, a pretty slow process for us. It's uh, coming together slowly. Like, we've got a few newer songs under our belt and a couple that we've been playing live and then obviously the new single. But uh, yeah, trying to just, Buckle down, haven't been playing shows as
1: much, just sort of concentrate on riding.
3: Are you guys always based one in Ballarat, one in Melbourne, or is it just kind of like a temporary thing?
1: So, um, when I first joined the band, probably what was it, maybe two months after the EP came out, Jake, something like yeah. that. Yeah. Um, I, I lived in Melbourne and just thought, well, you know, this is the kind of music I want to play from where I live in Melbourne. It's only about an hour's drive, so I'm not worried about the distance. So I've always lived in Melbourne since being in the band and um, our bass player lives five minutes around the corner from my place. So while I wouldn't call it an even half and half, it's it's sort of a, a little bit of both.
0: With the uh, diversity, obviously, when we've heard the uh, the original EP and now to the the new track that you guys have dropped um, on your own uh, bandcamp and stuff like that, we've heard on Andrew Hogue uh, website, is diversity something you guys bring in consciously to the band when it comes to writing, or is it something like, oh, you know, we've done a couple of really heavy tracks off this album, maybe we could do a ballad, or you guys don't worry about it at all and just write, write
1: what we like. <laughs> yeah,
2: just definitely try like try and draw from as many different places as possible, like different uh, kinds of bands and music. Like, I have a huge um, back catalogue of material that, like, just riffs and bits and pieces and stuff like, from, like, the last probably eight years or something. Just even, like, some of the riffs in that newest song are, like, really, really old. It, it's nice to keep it di- as diverse as possible rather than kind of get getting locked into one very specific narrow sound.
3: Is a lot of people help write the songs? It's just main, mainly you two guys write the songs and you get a bit of feedback afterwards. So uh, he kind of goes, How's the songwriting process? normally pan out.
1: Combination of things, Shake um, has heaps and heaps of riffs written and then everyone sort of gets to play with them and put them all together and uh, structure things if it's not already structured and ready to go. A handful of things that I've written have made it in. It's kind of a big melting pot and everyone kind of goes, how about we put this part here and and then someone else will say, alright cool, well, let's put this part in front of it all and convoluted as hell but um, we somehow managed to eventually make it work. Does that sound about right Jake? Yeah that's kind of probably part of the reason why the writing writing process
2: sort of is so slow for us so more recently I've been trying to write more complete songs and kind of have them as close to being 100% finished as possible before I kind of present them to everyone else so that it only needs a few tweaks and little bits here and there rather than everybody kind of putting their two cents in and then kind of getting a bit of a mashed up, unrecognisable thing from what was originally intended.
3: So, Laurie, did you find it hard to, I guess, come in straight after the EP was launched to fit into their style of writing or did you feel like you could bring something different to the style of writing?
1: I've got so many different things I like playing that... I just learnt everything that was pre-existing and then came in with a few of my own ideas. And since doing that, I feel like, especially with the newer single, there's a couple of parts here and there that I had a hand in shaping and was definitely far more involved in. And I feel like the, specifically with the new single, it's got a lot of the styles and my own influences within it as well. So I guess it kind of comes down to we've kind of, compromised and come together to blend everything
0: what was previously together with what i'm doing as well speaking about blending things together um you've actually guys been around for quite a long time this is a relationship that's almost gone past you know certain marriages so what i want to do is set up a little framework for you guys and call it you know the end of segment on jerry springer right you know the end segment how like they have these like obviously there's fights between people from low social economic areas and it's basically about you know guess
3: like, relatives. <laughs> yeah all that kind of stuff. Stuff, but at the end of it, the they midget. it's, it's all about midget involved. Conflict
0: yeah. resolution in low socioeconomic areas—that's what I call that show, all right? right? But man. at the last minute of it, he always gives this really profound advice. So I want you guys now to take the stage and give advice for bands who go through those trials and tribulations. And what's some advice you can give them? Go for it. <laughs> you want to feel this, Larry? Oh, you can't just pass the buck, yeah. man. <laughs>
2: yeah,
1: I'm I'll, I'll, I'll probably. Um, the source of the conflict more often than not. Oh, um, wow. So, yeah, I guess I could do that. Um, it really does sort of more often than not come down to compromise and essentially, you know, something's not going to go your way in a, a diplomatic scenario where everyone has their say and you get outvoted, you just sort of got to wear it and not let those little things get to you, really, if you want to keep doing what you're doing. So it, it all comes down to the compromise and working together and finding what is going to work with everyone and making
3: sure that everyone is going to be happy with the end result. That was beautiful, man. That's quite good. (laughs) And And tell him that you love him. You got to say that part, man. You (laughs) (laughs) appreciate them, And you'll do the dishes every now and then, you know? Do you you hug each other? Long distance, Alex, man. Just
0: give a pat yeah. on the side. Everything's going to be okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. stroke there. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Blast beats fix everything anyway. <laughs> so like when a conflict resolution and metal, you know, it doesn't matter. Just more distortion. It, it's you're, you're going to be okay. Yeah, Yeah. Yeah yeah that was, that, that was really nice let's ask another nice question because yeah. now i'm in that kind of Aww. space right now do you guys think that bands should really get into theory when it comes to metal i mean a lot of times you can play like maybe two notes next to each other and certain styles and you can get something pretty brutal but if you want to get into a bit more technical where you guys kind of get into do you think that young guys should start getting into a little bit of musical theory or you reckon just throw yourself in the deep end just steal off the legends and take it from there
2: I definitely feel like if I had my time again, like when I started playing guitar or through my sort of late teens and early twenties, I would have definitely been a lot more effort on trying to learn like the theory side. Cause I haven't really got any, like I just kind of was, learnt guitar for a few years and then just kind of self-taught. But, and Laurie probably, I don't think, I think yeah, he's, I'm pretty, the same. he's pretty limited theory as well. I definitely wish that I, had done it because it would probably be helping me a lot right now with where I am with sort of my
1: songwriting. On the other side of that as well though I do hear stories about guys that go to music conservatories and spend thousands upon thousands of dollars and years studying and learning all this amazing theory which I'm sure does have plenty of applicable uses but then at the end of it they end up having to unlearn it in order to feel creative again as well so yes i would love to learn it but at the same time i you know i'm i'm not gonna say that it's the be all and end all
0: i guess with learning certain because what they do in conservatorians and that is they tell you basic rules and ideas about strong chord progressions or melodies and stuff like that but uh, with obviously sound in certain metal I'm guessing you guys, have just kind of got an idea of what sounds cool and just run with that. Is that kind of the gist of it, or there's a little bit more involved to a degree? No, basically,
2: that, that, that's what it comes down to. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so I just opened the can of worms there. Now <laughs> the fans see, all the fans like, oh, is that it? Oh, oh, is that it? <laughs> hey, I could do this. Yeah, no, I could do that. Got, yeah,
2: start off with a bit that you think sounds cool, and then. Try and add more
0: cool
3: bits to it. <laughs> 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 Sounds pretty cool, man. Sounds pretty cool. That's man.
0: why. That's what they teach the conservatorium,
3: but you just pay $1,000 more hearing it. <laughs> I reckon. Man. You start your own music school up, man. The cool school. Yeah, yeah we have a um, our own segment where we do TV show where it's like Snog, Marry, Kill. So we do our own version where which band would you want to tour with? Which band do you want to open with or do you want to be a headline for? And which band do you want to break up? So we've picked our uh, three bands which we think you guys care about. All right, so we've got uh, Whitechapel, Between the Buried and Me, and Gojira. So which, which band would you like to um, open with or headline for? Which band would you like to tour with? And which band would you like to see broken up?
1: I'll let Jake take this one because I, uh, I, uh, I couldn't pick one of them for, for those three, but I know Jake could. Oh, okay. <laughs> so Jake. We had, what,
2: we had uh, Whitechapel, Between the Buried and Me, and, uh, and Gojira. Gujira Gojira. 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 I don't really want any of them to break up, but if uh, I had to choose one, I'd say Whitechapel just because they're the one I'm least into of uh, the three bands. Yeah. Oh, all right. Not that I wish them any ill will or <laughs> I, don't, I, I want them to keep going.
3: But, you you, um, you kind of did, just saying, yeah. man. Just, yeah. We're, we're going we're gonna to edit this out so you to look pretty bad on you, man. <laughs> then
2: I guess, um, I don't know. Uh, I don't know. It'd be cool to tour with Gojira or open
0: for him. What one do you think would be more fun to, I guess, tour with? Because obviously with uh, opening up, they would come to Ballarat, maybe just for ten minutes. You might see him for three, and then that's it. You'll never see him again for the rest of your life. But which one would you want to tour? Which one do you reckon would be more fun? That would play drinking games or, you know, In that case. I would say Gojira for that one. Yeah. Well, Gojira
2: don't really drink or party or do anything, so they'd be kind of boring to tour with, so and me, I, I guess just... I'd rather tour with Between the Baron and Me and just open for Gojira. Ah, right.
0: there you go. There you go, all right. So aside from destroying like, Whitechapel, that's, i say, pretty successful. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Yeah. I, it's always hard. I loved, We love doing this segment because every a single person we ask, we obviously ask their three favorite bands, and you can just see the conflict in their voice, yeah. like, I can't do this. These are my children. I'm there like baby because yeah. without them, I wouldn't exist. We're going to talk about a little bit about your new single uh, called "The Unveiling," if that's all right. Now, um, this is obviously part of a bigger project, but little can we find on your Facebook? But then again, we didn't really try looking for very long, did we, Danny?
3: No, I said we are really bad internet in LA, so we're going to really load up the name. That's about it.
0: So, so what are you guys <laughs> willing to tell us? Like, are you guys just dropping singles like pop music, or are you guys getting this album out eventually? What do you want to spoil on the Super Metal Brothers?
1: I guess the best way to describe this is we haven't released anything in three years. Here's something new to let everyone know that we are still a band, we are still doing things, but it's just taken us this long to do it and there is an album on the way at some point, hopefully very soon. That's basically the idea behind it, just to hopefully keep a bit of um, any momentum we may have had previously and hopefully generate a bit more.
0: Have you found the fans have been like, oh my God, they're back? Or have they been more like with me when it comes to remembering, like, you know, calling out to my friends and then being like, oh, you're still alive? Oh, oh, that's that's interesting.
1: (laughs) In, In terms of locally, given that we did basically spend the last three years only really playing shows, I wouldn't say it was hugely often or regular, but the people that we do associate with regularly i guess within everything in melbourne and ballarat for that matter it's pretty much a case of hey we're looking forward to new stuff throughout the last three years and then since this new song's come out hey it's good to see that you've put out a new song essentially so
0: i guess with this song particularly i've noticed since from the first ep you guys are actually hitting far harder with the the grooves and the riffs and stuff like that now have you guys find you've been more inspired writing this album together or are you just been more pissed off with life in general
2: um that's a good question (laughs) <laughs> I'm always pissed off at life. Um, <laughs> yeah, me too. <laughs> yeah, that doesn't that doesn't really change much at all. Um, is it your okay, weather? Like,
0: is is it the Melbourne weather? Because every time we go there, it rains, and we kind of think like either we're bad luck like, charms or you guys have got like a big water issue.
1: No, Melbourne's got shit weather, and Ballarat's even worse. Oh,
0: really? <laughs> no. just, think,
2: just think of how shitty Melbourne's weather is, and then just times that by. and that's
0: what Ballarat's like Dude I've I've gone to Melbourne in the middle of January and it's been raining and like windy I'm like what's going on is this like a joke like is it God upstairs it's going like everywhere in Australia is going to have good weather but you
1: Yeah look spend a week down here and you'll see as everyone will in Melbourne will ever tell you you know spend a week down here and you'll see all four seasons throughout the course of that week Yeah Um who knows what it's going to do,
0: hey? I guess you guys are in on the joke with God because every time I go there, every thing, single place is open. For like the nightlife there is amazing and I guess that would help in the metal scene. Like I can go out at uh, one o'clock on a Tuesday morning and get served a hamburger or go gamble and stuff. So it seems like you guys aren't dampening your spirits with it. When's in the last of
1: a burger at 1am on a Tuesday, Laurie? Well, <laughs> no, this is true. I mean, it's probably <laughs> Hungry Jack's or something. Yeah, yeah. That, you know? It, a burger's a burger.
0: <laughs> we got to ask an important question. So uh, let's ask you boys, Jake, Laurie, the one thing the fans want to know, Maccas or Hungry Jacks, who's got the better burgers, who's got the better fries?
1: days for both now since they did the new chunky fries at Hungry Jacks, definitely.
2: Yeah, I'm going to have to all evidence that I haven't tried them, but everyone tells me that the chip, those new chips are the bomb. So I yeah. have are.
3: No too. Wow! I think, think you are going for some sponsorship deal here, man. HJ sponsorship. Well,
0: I'm—I don't know how to feel about him because I did fall in love with Hungry Jack's as a superior fast food diabetes-inducing burger, but I also found that the fries—I did kind of have a soft little thing because now everyone's got thicker fries like KFC and all that. So, yeah, you guys are the, are the fans of the bigger stuff. Yeah, why not? I guess. All, right. all right. You didn't think you were going to come in the Super metal brothers and talk about metal, did you? <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> No, of course not. It's boring. Well, what makes you believe that from hearing the name? I yeah, mean, that's just ridiculous. Yeah, yeah. We, we
3: talked to a band from Adelaide about cereal for like about twenty minutes, so we've actually upgraded out the hot food. So. Yeah.
0: <laughs> we should we should start doing this before dinner, not <laughs> after dinner. Yeah, right. <laughs> you guys, I uh, played with the Far West Battlefront. Yeah, we've seen some flyers get yeah. thrown around your website at the moment. What's going on with that? It's coming
1: up on the twenty second of this month. Sort of got approached to see if we wanted to do the show, maybe a month and a half ago, and found that both our drummer and vocalist aren't actually able to make it because they're part of a bridal party at a friend's wedding. No way. So Aww. we're getting some fill-ins for that show. It should be good fun.
0: Oh, that's yeah. good. Oh, we're well worried that, that you just caught it off last minute. No. That's going to be exciting. Did, were you a little bit intimidated or excited when Far West Battlefront came here? Or are you like, this finally, we deserve this. We've been together for five years. You know, this is kind of like the kind of a push for you guys.
1: Bit of a difficult one to say, really. I... Whilst I know the band and have heard their stuff before, I'm not really gauged on what their popularity level is, I guess. We tend to play a lot of mixed bills in that we aren't specifically just a death metal band or we aren't specifically a core band or we aren't specifically a prog band. So we always end up playing these really mixed bills. And it's, um, you know, sometimes we'll play a show where we're the heaviest band on the bill or we'll play a show where we're the softest band on the bill. And this is one of those weird ones where we're not sure how it's going to go in that respect to as far as Far West Battlefront's crowd, how they're going to receive us on that build. Knowing the name and having seen it around plenty of times before and having heard the music plenty of times, I'm looking forward to it at very least.
3: So um, after this gig coming up on the 22nd of October, do you have any other gigs lined up? Who you thought about going overseas or interstate potentially or any festivals you guys try and get on the build of?
1: There is... Um, There is a festival date, which is uh, December 10th. It's a Ballarat festival. I can't recall the name of it, but I know it's at the Eastern, which should be a good bit of fun. Two medal for Meredith. Because it's Uh-oh. the weekend of the Meredith Music Festival.
2: Now, what's
0: the Meredith Music Festival oh, yeah. for guys like us and Ali who live in a very small box with about 50 people and uh, their dying grandmother?
2: It's just like a big, uh, well, it's a pretty big music festival um, in Meredith, which is, I don't know, about 40 minutes out of Ballarat or you know, somewhere between Ballarat and Melbourne or something like that. And it's got usually a pretty big lineup of like you know
3: bands that people will know from Triple J and whatnot. So anything, any style in particular? It's a bit of a mixed bag. Probably probably usually, indie bands and things like that.
2: Okay. Yeah, but it, there's always some weird outliers in there. Like, it's always a weird mixed one. Like, yeah, there's some, like, like, usually not metal, but, like, you'd get, I think, last year, Sleep, like, the stoner metal band, stoner rock band played there. Yeah, there's always some odd ones, but usually it's a bit more indie and, you know, MGMT and stuff like that. People-friendly stuff.
3: Is this the first time you guys have been on this uh, two medal for Meredith, or has it been there before?
2: Yes, I'm pretty sure it's run for. It's been running for. I think this is like the ninth or ninth year or something yeah. that they've done it because it's all. Like, they usually put put it on at um, one of the Ballarat venues just uh, to put, put something on for um, for the metal people that don't want to go to Meredith nice
0: do do progressive kind of like indie triple j crowd generally get into metal because I know metalheads definitely have a soft spot for almost any kind of drummer or music but do you find playing on festivals or sending those kind of like different polarizing gigs on that that they're receptive to uh, some brutality and some death screams about Satan and goats and stuff yeah generally they're not receptive <laughs> <laughs> yeah more often than not it's, oh I
1: don't know what he's singing about but the music's alright but that's sort of the war cry of anyone that's not to metal ever.
2: Well, that's
0: yeah. kind of the irony of it cuz I've been listening to light like, pop lately and you can hear some of the people like uh, Christina or that girl who talks about milkshakes and stuff like that yeah. some of the way you can't even hear what but, they sing sometimes because they do like those rapping parts and sections or they have like a certain accent or a gimmick or Japanese like you have those uh, the infling of like the Chinese uh, the J-pop stuff, J-pop stuff yeah. that's coming in so how do you think that does say well I think that's I think they're just like conflicted or something like you know how people are conflicted about their, their sexuality sometimes I think they're just conflicted about their identity with musicality I reckon yeah. their taste in music oh, yeah maybe
3: <laughs> just trying, trying to find that easy out like I can't like I don't like hear what they say easy out well now you have another conversation to bring to them
0: when you're playing with them anyway so there you go right yeah sure <laughs> you're not going to talk to them about it are you you're just saying that oh, to me
1: who knows we might get the chance to talk to them
0: we'll see We'll <laughs> see. actually while we're going on this uh, little bit of a tangent we're going to keep going with it because we love tangents here on the Super Metal Brothers um, we're going to we're going to pick a genre of metal right and you have to listen to it for the rest of, the of your life if you listen to another genre right uh you you will die instantaneous like your penis will fall off and your head will combust and yeah your loved ones won't recognize you it'll be hilarious what de- what general will it be black death grind core or dan what's another one we can give him? Oh, i love the power metal power metal choose one and forever be damned to listen to it forever
1: uh just say death metal it encapsulates a lot that i like more than yes. the others i guess yep i'd definitely say death metal as well
0: now, is there a certain band that came to mind when I said that or was it just kind of like, ah, uh, death metal? Because these days it goes from, you know, from more like death metal to technical, brutal death metal, which, you know, nothing gets played under 700 BPM and uh, you need more than 20,000 notes in order for it to be like a song. I'm sorry, I just totally spaced it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so, yeah, bro, so basically <laughs> you're saying, I don't like a death metal song. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Yeah, no, I was just like death metal. I just think of it as a pretty broad spectrum, so like it's definitely the one jump out that appeals to me a lot more than black metal or grindcore or pe- definitely yeah, power metal. I would
1: definitely not want to listen to that oh, for the of my life.
0: You that don't like pa- Lori, you don't like power metal either?
1: No, it's uh it um, all credit to them for their musical ability, but um, it seems like a whole little wank visually and musically more often than not
0: wow well, I like—I I just
3: like Laurie slightly more than Jay but I'm still both I think we're going to end this interview now here's mate. the I'm thing just, I, I agree <laughs> with
0: you guys completely I think and this is going to be hilarious Iron Maiden are like for me one of the most overrated bands in the history of anything right
3: yeah Oh, don't let Hoagie hear that but um, <laughs> he played again. Sorry,
0: <laughs> but it's true sorry, right man. like yeah, I hear and I'm like, run to, no, I'm not going to run to the hills. I'm going to run away from you, man. Like that's how yeah. much I get triggered from listening to uh, power metal. So it's good that you guys share my passion in things, all things that aren't uh, Vikings and rainbows.
1: Well, Hoagie and probably chastise the crap out of you for referring to Iron Maiden as power metal in the first place. But oh, that's okay. another conversation altogether.
0: Oh, all right. All right. So let's talk about that conversation. <laughs> conversation <laughs> number two. <laughs> what is Sorry. what is Iron Maiden's genre? Oh, I just call them
1: traditional metal, oh, I suppose.
0: Yeah, new wave the British
1: heavy metalers. I mean, that's that's another easy out, but. Yeah.
0: That's what I consider them No, I'm going to die by this sword I'm going to tell Hoagie to his big ugly face Oh, no, man we'll That going. power metal <laughs> is Iron Maiden And the original singer is much better than um, Bruce Dickinson Which was his name? Uh, Paul Diano. Paul Diano. Oh, yeah. that's, that's how much I agree with that So you wouldn't know who he is Don't worry about looking him up Just, just say, <laughs> yeah Yeah, he yeah. might
1: be But I wouldn't know what either of them
3: is. <laughs> 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 Yeah, because you listen to good music That's your problem Talking about good music, we've got another one of those uh, interesting questions where you guys can use your bit of freedom here. Say you guys own a massive record label, you decide to come up with a supergroup of any musician from any band. Uh, who would you guys have in your supergroups? Jesus. That's like... Uh, Jesus is a good start. Jesus is good. He's, he's <laughs> pretty good. Have, you have him on bass? <laughs> yeah. Nah, he's yeah. more of a front man. He's more of a front man. Talks to the people. He's quite quite good on stage. Yeah,
2: Jesus is a multi-instrumentalist. He's gun yeah. at everything. So, I don't know. Do you want to answer that, Laurie? I can't. I wouldn't be able even... to be able to begin to choose who I'd want to play with.
1: Yeah, uh, I'd probably say maybe Wes Houch out of Blackround Initiate. Guy is nuts. Naveen Copperweiss out of Entheos, because he is also respectively nuts. And uh, while I'm there, I'll pinch Evan Brewer on bass, just because. As for a vocalist as much as he has been often imitated, I'll say Phil Bozeman.
0: You know what? I honestly, I, I heard some like slapping. I thought that was you fapping over this awesome lineup that you had going on. I was like, dude, like seriously? Is it that good of a lineup?
3: I'm glad it's not a video call anymore, man. i just glad it's audio, man. I couldn't deal with that. We were in my week, so Monday night, I can't deal with that. So, sorry,
0: I I I, know, I didn't think you would expected to Stephen Metal Brothers, but you're getting the whole treatment today. We want to talk about your t-shirt design as well. So a lot of bands obviously go with merchandising and you've gone with a really cool looking shirt. This thing is straight out of a HR Geiger movie. What made you guys go with such a cool design or did you guys just get another label or something and like just hook us up with some really gnarly shit?
1: No, that was uh, a mate of ours, Nick from Hadlemore, who's a really good visual artist as well as musician. Um, He designed that for us. I... Don't he, Jake, do you remember if we even went to him with a concept or did we just go to him and say, hey, can you do something cool for a shirt, please?
2: Yeah, I think it, if there was a concept, it was extremely loose and he just basically came up with it, I think, from scratch and then we gave him very minimal sort of direction and just did whatever he wanted to. <laughs> so that was easy for us.
0: Yeah, no, he's done a great job. I mean, this thing straight out of Aliens 3 kind of thing, which is um, it's good to see, obviously, with the, with the HR guy I go past in um, people still doing that kind of really cool sci-fi. Is that kind of a thing that you guys had in a lyric or is it just more, again, a really cool idea?
1: I know Ryan's heaps into Geiger, uh, the vocalist. He's heaps into Geiger's work visually. I yeah. wouldn't like say that. there's a
3: lyrical theme there. There might be, but not that I'm aware of. I guess your lyrics could be like poetry. depends where you get out of them, I guess. You know you might be singing about car crashes, but it's actually more about aliens invading Earth. So that's clever, yeah. <laughs>
0: It's funny because when I watched Aliens I was like, Oh, it's cool, it's just a face hugger that like goes to your face and it like, you know, it just like puts a baby in there somehow by magic because of whatever. But then I'm like reading to HR Geiger a bit more and the guy must have been pretty screwed up because then it's like, nah, it's all about rape and stuff and I'm like, Oh, well that's much worse. <laughs> yeah. 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 I've been,
2: I've been to the HR Geiger Museum in Switzerland and uh, yeah there's some pretty dark stuff that's for sure like because there's a lot of things that you can see there that that aren't really getting around like on the internet or anything so like sculptures and things like there's there's like a whole section in there that's like adults only
3: so like jeez adults only
0: right so we talking like the xenomorph orgy or is this kind of like that chick with um
1: like a fan fiction
0: yeah like yeah that really cool weird <laughs> hentai stuff that people draw which i know nothing about obviously because i don't have the internet that i look at every night but yeah it's just kind of can you just tell us a little bit more about that kind of stuff uh
2: like like the, the walled off section like yeah
0: i did not know you existed oh, till now
2: like way more of that like rather than just alien like even in his like more common really like well-known Pictures and works and stuff. There's always cocks and tits and stuff like worked into the biomechanical stuff. Mm-hmm. But like, there's it's just in that bit. It's kind of like way more graphic. Like all the, there's like penetration and all sorts of full-on stuff.
0: Because I had a feeling that was when I started seeing aliens and stuff like that. I'm like, damn, this is getting crazy. But now I'm just kind of like. You can enjoy it on a whole new level, right? So it's a multi experience. Like you can watch it again and get something yeah. else out of it.
3: It's not, it's not perverse, it's art. It's actually, uh, I appreciate it. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Pornography is definitely art then. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> actually, it's funny because I uh, before I leave you guys, there's one question that I want asked. So basically, this here is the ultimate question. Now, I've seen your trailer for the single that you dropped. Uh, do you know the one I'm talking about? It was one that was on Facebook, yeah? I do, yes. Now, on it was a picture maybe of a movie and it was actually of a laptop of our favorite John Claude Van Damme. Is that true?
1: Yeah, that was. I think I just had my laptop in the studio set up to do, I don't even know what I had it there for, just to sort of entertain people during downtime. We just sort of sat it next to where we were tracking guitars and we were just thinking, you know, what's something stupid that we can laugh at and lighten the mood if something doesn't go right or what something could get us pumped up and Jake was what were you doing? You were just fiddling around and you, and you had it in your head that you wanted that gif on there or something, didn't you, Jay?
2: Yeah, something like that. Just as like motivation for me to be able to just track tighter and cleaner. So Jean-Claude gave us the inspiration.
0: It's good that you said that because we, instead of having, you know, parental supervision and, like, love, we actually had a John claude Van Damme movie. So we had Bloodsport, Kickboxer, uh, we also had Universal, Universal Soldier yeah. going up as kids. You know, things you should really watch, you know, over 16, but we are lucky enough to watch it much before then. So have you guys been blessed enough to see those movies? Of course.
2: Yeah, definitely. Yeah, I remember seeing Universal Soldier, like... Uh, I don't know what year it came out, but
1: like I was pretty young when it was when I saw it. So yeah, that was something new for me yeah same it was definitely an experience as a youngin
3: metal and uh action movies i think as a great great child i think as a very that's why we're so well adjusted and we're spending our monday night talking in a podcast about metal because it's a great great metal and great music upbringing
0: so guys be, uh, uh before we leave you today is there any uh things you want to let the fans know about uh, you obviously mentioned that's far battlefront show but do you guys have anything else coming up in the near future that you can let us know about maybe some more about the album coming through
1: uh, there's a couple of shows that I can't really give information on at the moment that we're excited for, uh, in January, the album, as much as I'd love to give a date or a rough date, even, I can't really do that, but, um, certainly sooner rather than later, we're definitely well beyond the halfway point since the last release for it. So yeah, but, and... The new single will be played live pretty much from here on out, which will be pretty cool. Anything you can think of, Jake? Um,
2: nah, yeah, just the Far West Battlefront show at the Rev on the twenty second of this month. And uh, Super T- Metal for Meredith in Ballarat on the tenth of December. They're the only two full, like, fully locked in shows at the, at the moment.
0: And any luck? Uh, Adelaide's been thinking on your radar now. Obviously, before it might not have been, but now it's talking to the Super Metal brothers. Have we warmed those cold cockles of your heart?
1: No, I'd love to go and play Adelaide. I was born there and um, spent my first 14 years living there. I want to go back and I would love to play there so that I can hustle the crap out of all my family to come and be utterly
3: disappointed in me we could have been a doctor
0: or like you know a street sweeper but it had to be a metalhead yeah. <laughs> cancer would have been cured by now jeez uh, look guys jake rayner and larry mclaughlin thank you so much for being on our show today we've absolutely loved having you on Thank thank it's been absolutely yeah. love you guys are alright and uh, for anyone out there make sure you check out the Hazard Circular the new release is coming up very very soon until then though Danny I guess that's it
3: yeah that's it another passable interview by us two, but they, those guys were great from the Hazard Circular were, were. fantastic
0: thanks guys but until next time I'm Super Metal Brother Matt and I'm Super Brother Dan and the Super Metal Brothers thank you for listening catch you next time